This is the Chiefs' official podcast network. Take advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. We are in full camp mode now. My stomach feels it. It's turning. You want to go to the bathroom every two minutes. It is training camp time. Mitch Holtis with you, the voice in the barbershop, Sean Barber. Only my 26th camp. And for you, barbershop, what is this? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Ten years in the league, uh, two years as a scouting intern, two years as a coaching intern. So that would get to maybe this is year 15. Mm. Year 15 for old barbershop. Well, we all know what training camp is like, and we're going to see a lot of you up here. In fact, you're going to see me and Sean and, and BJ. We're going to be – come find us. We're in a – got our own little place now. It's the uh, podcast network place, and believe me, it's a special place. Okay, we're going to talk about how camp has started, and it starts in a unique way because the National Football League allows some time for guys to kind of ease into it, and that is the rookies, the quarterbacks, and then the injured rehab guys. And before we get into the meat – of the rookies, to me, the most encouraging sign of getting started was Travis Kelsey. He spent all spring and summer rehabbing after his surgery, and he was running around like it was full go. Coach said, hey, I'm going to take it easy on him, but I was impressed with him and the way this has started. Yeah, during the off-season workouts and OTAs and, and uh, all those organized training activities at you know, back at Arrowhead, um, seeing seeing Kelsey eighty seven out there without you know not going full goal was kind of concerning for m- most fans. But if you had any chance to see him out there uh, today, uh, I mean he's back to his old ways, if not even a better version of his old ways. Um, after the catch, seeing how fluent he was in and out his breaks. Um, obviously, we always know he can catch the ball easily. Uh, one of the best catching uh, tight ends in the league. But then after the catch, his movements up the field, making guys miss. Uh, that that like cat-like quickness, um, Zeus is back. Zeus is back. What I like about it was it wasn't, oh, I'm out here with the rookies. What am I doing here? For I'm just going to kind of jog through it. I think Patrick's a big part of this. Definitely. Because he's looking around going, oh, Mahomes is here. So uh, that, and I'll give, I'll give Kels credit because he came in like he's – brand new rookie in the way he started this stuff. Yeah, we talk about having an elite quarterback. Uh, you talk about a franchise. You talk about a, a quarterback that's going to be a, uh, a leader of your franchise and of your organization. Um, you got to you got to think about how that plays a part in everybody's mentality from that point on. If your quarterback um, is able to come out and give his all to a rookie camp and, and is not uh, – um, not hesitating to to be involved and be active and be a part of this, then no one else in the building, no one else on the on the roster should even blink about uh, coming out here and trying to get better. Well, and people say, "Gosh, what are those first days really like? What do they what do they get done?" Because everybody doesn't show up until Friday, and everybody's asking, "What's Sherman going to do? What's the sausage going to come?" You don't want to miss it. I'll just <laughs> put that out there. We we kind of got a peek behind the curtain, but I want to talk about the importance of these first couple of days, especially for the rookies. We've mentioned with Andy Reid, there is no wasted time, no wasted days. But if you're a rookie, what are the things you can extract out of getting a 48- to 72-hour head start on everybody else? And, I mean, number one, uh, but most important is the amount of reps. Um, As you know, once once the the veterans get here, um, if you're you're a rookie, you're a first-year guy, uh, if you're not part of one of those main core guys, man, your reps get cut to, to almost none. 
Um, I think usually, you know, you go fourth with the first team, fourth, second team, and then if you're a third or fourth team and you get, you know, one or two snaps here, it's very hard to make a team. It's very hard to show what you can do on the field when you don't have the opportunity to show it uh, day in and day out. So being able to soak up all the reps, um, you're getting yourself, you know, whatever, 60 or 70 plays of um, showing the, the defensive coordinator, offense coordinator, what you can do if you had the chance to go out there and make plays. Um, you know, and you're also able to go out there and, and, and work at your craft. Um, get yourself tired. Get yourself exhausted. Um, work on your conditioning. Because um, I tell you, when it, when it comes time for those bullets to be real and, and that first preseason game comes, everybody's going to feel like they have a little mini heart attack. You're going to feel like you're hyperventilating a little bit uh, when you have a chance to go down there and run down on that first special teams kick to kick off the, uh, the 19, uh, 2019 season. Let me give you some examples. And this is not an exclusive list, so don't read anything into this. But I – Hearing you say that, I'm thinking of guys like Mark Fields, yeah. undrafted corner out of Clemson. John Lovett, who was Princeton's quarterback, who's kind of this H-back tight end hybrid guy. Ryan Hunter, a second camp. Another guy in a second camp is Demontre Wade at corner. Um, Nick Algretti, rep guard. He reps center. Uh, Cody Thompson is a kid out of Toledo. Rashad Davis. The reason I mention that is when you were saying that, those guys come to mind mm-hmm. because the reps – are going to go away pretty soon for these guys, or they're going to get the scraps on the table. And they got to show they can, they, they can, you know, perform at a high level. Um, they got to show they, 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 you know, it's not a mistake them getting here. It's not a just a. They're not a camp body. We hear camp bodies just you're just here to to uh, take up space during camp. And when veterans get here, then you know we'll, 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 you're definitely the end of the roster. Now those guys got to every day go out there and hone their skills, sharpen their their, their skills, and and let people know that they're here for a reason. They got a purpose behind coming up to camp they expect to try to make the team and be one of those um you know last seat to the table communication is something that's talked about in this game all the time i think it's very unique in football other than the other major professional sports i mean you got to communicate in every sport but these first couple of days and i think i'm gonna give you an example here a guy like ray ray davidson yes raymond davidson second camp uh, he was here last year, crockpot guy. I said, you put him in the crockpot, you let him simmer. <laughs> and when they get out, they may, you may have something really good. Um, but I talked to Raymond. He's played Mike Backer. He's getting some reps at Mike Backer before the other dudes get here. But what about being able to communicate and learning how to do that in these first three practices that you get that nobody else gets? Yeah, Raymond, Raymond's got to show that he's, uh, he's put the time in in the offseason learning the playbook. Uh, he's not hesitant. He's not. He's he's not doubtful in his calls. He has to show those leadership qualities, and, and we all know that comes with the position of being a Mike linebacker. You're the you're the defensive leader. You're the defensive quarterback uh, of the defense side of the ball, playing and play out. So you have to show that you have that, that that arrogance, that confidence in knowing where everybody goes, where everybody's supposed to line up, what the checks and balances are, uh, what are the adjustments to the different offensive sets, and then be able to go and execute. Not 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 just you know come close to making plays, but make plays. Um, and we talk about Ray Ray. Ray Ray knows that you know we added some linebackers. We already had a good group. We added some more. Um, he was a guy who was just on the, the the cusp of not making the active roster last year. So between year and one year two, you need to see him skyrocket. His improvement, his his playmaking ability, his tackling, his angle, his pursuit to the ball, his passionate uh, play. His abilities on the field have to really take off in year two for uh, Mr. Ray Ray to show that um, he's a budding star in the league. We talked about special teams. That's the last podcast. Bring it up after we're done here. All right. Now, but the communicating is, to me, the big difference between the NFL. These guys, a lot of these guys, Fields played at Clemson, and we can go down the guys that played at high FBS-level schools. 
But now we're talking National Football League communication, learning how to do that before everybody gets here. What about that? Yeah, the checks and balances going into each play on the field. Uh, I take myself in thinking, what, what was my thought process before every play? I had to think about what my alignment, what my assignment was. What are the possible adjustments um, versus a certain offensive personnel? Now, when they come out in that personnel, what are the variations they can go? They can go bunch. They can go spread. Uh, they can go big on one side. They can go unbalanced. And then once they do that, then what are the offensive plays I'm, um, I'm expecting out of that formation? And that has to be done before the ball is even snapped. Every single play. That type of uh, dedication and commitment to being able to communicate across all 11 guys to make sure we all 11 on the same page, um, that's what this rookie camp is going to do for these young guys. Get them used to making that, uh, that mental checklist before every play. When I hear you say that, I'm going old school on you, but I think of a guy like uh, London Fletcher Definitely. who played uh, John Carroll, Division Three guy. And when I hear you saying that, I'm like, Wikipedia, London Fletcher, how do you make it in this league? All right. Tempo. Now, I have learned this. There's speeds at every step of the way. Andy talks about this all the time, Coach Reed, where, okay, you got OTA tempo. Got it. Then you got uh, maybe mandatory minicamp tempo. Maybe, yeah, I got it. Then training camp. The throttle opens up a little more. Preseason games a little more. Regular season games, it's wide open throttle. And the playoffs are somewhere in some other galaxy. (laughs) Learning how to play a tempo for a young guy in training camp, what do you have to do? Yeah, each each period has its own tempo, and you got to learn it. You got to learn it fast because the last thing you want to happen is um, you be the cause of somebody getting hurt because you were going the wrong tempo. But that that misunderstanding about what the tempo is for that specific uh, period of the drill is so important. You have tag off, you got thud, you got special cat, um, all those different um, tempos uh, requires guys on both sides of the ball to understand. Uh, you know, whose period it is. When the ball's in the air, is this an offensive period or defensive period? When it's a defensive period, then the defensive guys has priority to the ball once it's in the air. If it's an offensive period, then you expect the wide receivers to have first priority. The defensive guys just be in the area, make sure you got the right leverage, make sure you're in position to make a play on the ball if it, if it comes to you. Uh, bat it down if you can without making any contact with the offensive guy, but allow him to elevate, allow him to make his play, allow him to catch it, secure it, come down, and then we try to rip the ball out. But not risking any kind of uh, legs getting intertwined or somebody coming down and twisting an ankle. you you, you got to learn that at a very young age because they're going to go. You know, you hear Coach Reed at every press conference, let's go, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. He wants to see this practice pick up. Uh, super speed, ultra speed, as fast as possible because the faster you can practice uh, when it comes to game day, the more you'll be able to settle down and, 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 and kind of get into your rhythm um, while you're trying to emulate that, that speed of the game. But they have to learn really fast um, how to practice, how to practice like a pro. You like you told me this before, and I really like it. Play to tired. Honestly, it's even guys that are in the league. I mean, you hear these podcasts. BJ Kissel's on one with Nick Lecky. I mean, we do a bunch of stuff, a bunch of different things. Whether it's a, you have to work Monday nights, you work throughout the week. But if you're going to make it in this league, that's what I try to convince folks. You, I like the way you phrase it. Play to tired. Define that for me, especially for these rookies. How do you play to tired? Well, I think the one thing they're not going to realize coming into training camp, they, they, you know, 
the veterans are coming in a survival mode, right? These these rookies, we're all on the same team, but during training camp, you're actually we're fighting one another for a seat at the table. It's fifty three spots. We gotta compete. We gotta we gotta push for excellence. And these young guys are coming in young. I, I've been through uh, you know ACC uh, uh, All American games, and I've been training. I've I've worked myself. I'm ready to go. What you don't realize is the level of play, the the demand on your body through training camp, practice in and practice out, um, pu- pushing yourself in the weight room, pushing yourself to make sure you get the right amount of nutrients, the right, right amount of rest, so that you can perform at your highest level every day during training camp. You need to show those scouts, your coaches, and your teammates your desire to be the best you can be every time you step on the field for every rep. That's when guys start to look at each other and say, hey, man, this guy's going to be a baller. This young guy's going he's gonna, to he's gonna come out to shoot. We can win with him. We need to find ways for him to get on the field. Yeah, he, he's part of the 53. Up until that point, uh, you're, just, you're, just, you're just here. You're just here in the moment, whether it takes uh, running after practice, whether it takes once the ball is catch, chasing the offensive guy all the way to the goal line, um, doing some extra hand drills in between your reps on an on, on a, on a, um, off day of practice. Um, whatever you got to do to empty your tank. That's what I th- when, when it came to conditioning, I talked about emptying your tank on that last rep, working yourself to exhaustion sometimes so you can build up a little bit of a uh, callus almost when it comes to your conditioning so you can always show or always perform at your best and you don't let uh, you know fatigue make coward of us, makes cowards of us all. You don't let that, uh, that muscle become your trend. You know, I just had this exact conversation with, it's a rookie, and I loved it because it is this exact thing. Darwin Thompson, the running back from Utah State, because I just just had it with him. What motivated you at Jenks High School to say, I can do this? And then he goes to NEOA&M Junior College, doesn't get recruited. He tears it up. Then he goes to Utah State. Here he is again. He's had to prove himself every step of the way. He said, what what motivates me is fear, because if I'm not doing it, who is? Mm -hmm. And then – I'm going to do all I can, play myself to tired. He didn't use your phrase, but he basically said the same thing. That's why when you come to training camp, he wears number 25. Just watch him. I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. I'm just saying the kid is wired the way you just said it. You know, he's a special kid. You see him, you know, obviously, you know, he has a, a position or a place here in return games and third down screen games. Um, he's at uh, a change of, uh, change of pace back that every offense needs. Uh, but – when you talk to him, you don't hear somebody who is accomplished, achieved, arrived. You hear a gritty, young uh, guy who's, who's eager to showcase his abilities, always ready to show how fast he is. Um, I remember being, you know, playing linebacker, you know, off, uh, outside linebacker. Speed was something that I uh, kind of hung my hat on. And then I watched myself in film, and I looked at myself and said, am I showing people right now at this point of the, of the drill, this point of the practice, that I'm the fastest guy on defense? If ever there was a snap that I wasn't running past somebody, um, um, I took that as like a, a low for me. And it, it, you have no, there's no, uh, there's no place for for guys to think they can take their foot off the pedal right now. Where we are right here, where this organization is, it's time to turn the page, push the pedal to the metal, um, and keep pushing towards uh, towards greatness. To me, maybe one point seven five out of five rookies think that way. Who's thinking the tape's always on? Who am I showing on tape? Now, they learn it, I think, over time they if they're going to survive. But when you come in, I don't think you think that way. The eye in the sky, 
and the, it's always on. You know, that college mentality is so much different, right? Wait, you, yeah. they, these guys are coming from being the big fish in the pond to being the alpha on campus. Um, whether they practice hard or not, as long as they went out and played the game, they knew that they were the best uh, player in their position on the field. These are all, it's, it's a, comp, uh, a compilation of superstars. But when you come to the NFL and these jobs, these, these 53 roster spots are so important. Are so They matter so much to the organization. The scouting department breaks down every snap, every individual drill. Every time you're on the field, you're being evaluated, um, not only by your coach, not by your teammates, but the guys that are making the call of, whether they're going to bring in more guys in your position, <laughs> whether they're going to bring in uh, another crop of young guys uh, next year because you're not getting it done. And that's the, that's the kind of push these guys haven't felt in a long time, and they better get used to it really quick if they're going to be a pro. Well, scouts do that every night. <laughs> every day is evaluated. All right, fine tired. You and I both like Eric Bieniemy. Love the dude. Uh, his Talk about tempo. His influence permeates throughout the team. But I think of two guys here, McCole Hardman, and I mentioned Darwin Thompson already. But a guy like the enemy will say, find work. Yeah. As a rookie, during a play, how do you find work? You better understand it real quick because you're going to hear him say it often, early and often. Um, I think it was 707, the first team drill, first play, uh, one of the receivers drops a pass, and you hear Eric Bannemi, find work. Find, he's telling guys, the ball, even if the ball isn't thrown to you, your play isn't over. You go find somebody to block. Because a five-yard, 10-yard, a little curl route, a little uh, pass thrown in the flat, one missed tackle, and then it's up to the other four or five receivers to go find somebody to block where that becomes a touchdown. And if you're not thinking that mentality and you hesitate, then the defensive guy cuts you off. He goes the second, third guy and makes the tackle. Or if there is a fumble on the play, all right, the defensive guys are all swarming to the ball. If you're an offensive guy and you've given up on the play a little bit early and you're not going to find work, you're not trying to uh, and insert yourself into the play to make it that next block, then when that ball pops out, you're not going to be there to recover it and keep the ball on our side. So um, he speaks about it. He prays about it. He looks for guys that are not hustling and tells them over and over again, hey, you got to find work. You got you to continue to go. The play's over. You don't go back to the huddle. You finish the play. Um, you hear Coach Bianami saying that often, early and often, and I love that about him. Here's the thing, too. He simplifies it. I love the way he simplifies it. Now, there's 12 wide receivers in this camp. <laughs> Maybe keep six. You can go right down the line when you come to camp and check them off. But a guy like McCall Hardman, to learn that. Because, we, hey, we won the fantasy league because Kelsey had 150 yards and five, three touchdowns. Or, hey, Tyreek. Watch real closely what the other guys were doing to allow that big play to happen. That's why when you look at a guy like Demarcus Robinson or Dieter, uh, when you look at Pringle and those guys, finding work might be the key thing. All right, finally, as we head to the fourth quarter, are close to it here as we get ready for training camp, rookies rehab and realization. That's what we're talking about today, and that is training camp survival. To some extent, all of us get in survival mode at training camp. But as a rookie and a young player, how do you learn to survive? you got to realize it's a difference between surviving the moment and then and surviving camp, right? Um, surviving the moment puts you in a attack, attack anything, right? Anything that moves, I'm attacking. Um, defensively, hey, I want, I want to show I'm a physical guy. First snap, every snap, I want to be the most physical guy on the field. That's not always what survival mode means. It's a mentality. It's a mentality that I will – 
get to the meeting room early. I'm going to make sure I'm in, sitting in the special teams uh, room before the coach get there. I'm going to make sure I take care of my body. I rest. Uh, um, I spend time um, um, lifting weights throughout training camp so I can uh, remain strong throughout the entire camp. Um, it's understanding that the, the goal is to be one of the 53 left standing. It's, it's not going out and showing in one seven on seven that I can be an All-American, uh, that I can lay somebody. That, that is not what survival mode means. It's about being left standing, being one of the last 53, and uh, making the team. The other thing is being smart here. You're going to show that you can play. You're going to show you can find work. You can show you can find tired. But you got to be smart. I've seen guys get cut that hit the wrong guy at the wrong time. But some guy's got his hair on fire. He's going to try to make the team, oh, and he hits Kelsey or he hits Tyreek or, God forbid, do not touch Patrick Mahomes. That's why he's got the yellow jersey on. But I've seen guys actually try too hard and do something stupid, and they're on the bus out of town in 10 minutes. Man, you got to know your role. If, you're, if your role is to come in and be a, a role player, and your role is to come in and be a, uh, one of the uh, cogs, the, the, we saw the tip of the spear, we talked about the core special teams guy, well, you got to know what your role is, and you got to fit it. You got you to go perfect it. You got to go um, every waking hour you have in camp to show that, um, that, that that job is meant for you and that you're able to uh, play at a very high level. Uh, but you can't risk – um, hurting one of the tickets. You know, this team has a, it's, it's a few guys uh, out there that, that really are a part of this uh, Kansas City Chiefs team going really far uh, this season. And you don't want to be the one that, that uh, injures one of those guys. So you've got to be super smart. Um, you got to be able to play at a high level. you got to know how to play the tempo, play fast, be passionate, know how to take the right path to the football, um, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then be able to finish – uh, finish your drills and, 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 and show people that you, you know, the, the game ain't too fast for you. This, 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 this is not too big for you. Um, and then when given the opportunity to go make plays, you got to be a playmaker. Watching camp, everybody's going to come and go, where's Mahomes? Got to watch Mahomes. Okay, yeah, we got it. Fine. There's going to be plenty of time to watch Mahomes. But I'm going to tell folks, too, the things that I get fired up about. And you'll see the guys that watching you, me, BJ, um, whether it's Kendall Gammon or Dan, the guys that are here every day, O-line, D-line. It's the one time I can sit there and watch it. A lot of times I don't know what's going on. It's like watching a pit stop in NASCAR. I know it's super important and it's intricate, but I'm fascinated in watching it. That's one. Two, running back, linebacker, pass protection, where the RB's got to take on you guys. And here come, you're coming at about 8 to 10 yards with your hair on fire. And Darwin Thompson has got to figure out a way to block you. <laughs> Love it. Want to watch it. T. Rich was the one guy that you didn't want to go against because he's going to jack your jaw. Sausage is a guy to watch on this. Sausage loves this drill, right? Goal line when it goes live. I can't wait for that. Nine on seven inside run drill. Those are the kind of stuff I want to watch. And when you come to camp, try to find things you can watch that you don't really – Watch closely when you watch a game. I'm gonna ask guys to watch the backup quarterback position. Watch mm. the guys um, who are who aren't even in the drill, who aren't in the game. Watch how they simulate getting a snap. Um, watch how they simulate getting a snap, and then go through their drops. All three or four who are not on the, in on the play, and then they look, they scan the field, and then they point their finger to where they would have thrown it at. Um, that's getting an extra rep. It's getting a mental rep. Everybody on the field is doing that. Every position is, even when you're not on the field, you're, you're envisioning what you would have done 
if uh, the receivers did this or the running back did, or if I'm being blocked and that guy did this on me, what would I have done to counter it? Um, that's the way you grow. That's the way you grow beyond the limited reps, beyond everything, the circumstances. I'm not on the ones. The ones are getting these plays ran at them. I'm, I'm getting some different plays run at me. No, you don't have time for that. You got to grow. You got you to learn from every snap, whether you're on the field or off the field, on the bench, on the sideline. You got to grow, grow, and grow. Um, and that's the thing. I'm, 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 it, I get caught up uh, watching the film and, and watching the practice. My eyes get locked on the linebackers way too long, and I, and I, and I miss a lot of stuff. But uh, watching the guys make adjustments, watching their leverage to the ball, the path to the ball, their pursuit angles, uh, do they finish with a turnover-type drill, all those things matter to me. And uh, I'm so excited to be able to you know, just come out here and uh, be able to watch it firsthand. And I encourage all of you guys, um, if you have any chance, come up here to the college, come to training camp, watch the team prepare to play, uh, watch the foundation of this uh, tremendous season that's about to uh, take off. And watch defensive line coach Brendan Daly, but bring a firefighter with you because <laughs> you're going to need to be hosed down because this guy every day. Yeah, he is, brings it. He's bringing it. And the other thing would be Frank Clark. I'm really intrigued because to me, he seems like the jet ski at the lake that's the throttle stuck. Like he hits, you ain't going to slow him down and he ain't going to go in circles. He's just going to go straight ahead. So here we go, barbershop. We're going to see all these folks listen to us over the next three weeks, but it is training camp time. It's rookies rehab realization. It's camp. Thanks for listening to the chief's official podcast network. Touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.